0: All right, welcome back to the big program. It is a big night for the Stingray and CFCW Critters in their 30th year right now of uh, entertaining hockey, entertaining crowds, raising money for charity, awareness for certain events. We've got uh, Marty Stevens in the studio here at Sports 1440, the retail sales manager for Stingray and one of the inaugural players back in 1993 yeah, for the CFCW Critters. So 30 years ago, Marty.
1: Yeah, 30 years ago. Our first game was in Thorhild on uh, November 23rd, I think, in 93. And our second game this year, we're going to go back to Thorhild yeah. and kind of relive the, relive the game. So it'll be a good
0: time. So first game tonight in Laduke. Yep, that's correct. So how does this all come together? How do you line this up to go to these... And, and Leduc's obviously a bigger center. Yeah. But you did mention Thorhild and some other smaller Yeah, ones
1: coming Yeah, uh, CFCW's area is huge. Like, we go all the way, our listening area, from Lloydminster to Edson, down almost to Red Deer, up to... Bonnyville and mm-hmm. Athabasca and those kind of places. And we've played in all those different towns. I think we've played in over 30 different communities. Yeah, We've played in some that don't hardly have any stands. They've had to bring <laughs> in some stands. We've played in uh, just in Fawcett. They have natural ice still. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so it's a little chilly in that rink. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we played in everything. And and we just advertise usually in uh, end of August into September. Hey, the critters are available. If you want us for a fundraiser, invite mm-hmm. us out and... That's how we get the communities on board.
0: So how do these community they contact you, then they say, yeah. well, okay, we've got this charity, we've got this event. How does it come about in that sense?
1: Yeah, we, uh, we've raised money from everything from school lunch programs, a lot of minor are hockey, arena mm-hmm. renovations, but we've done seniors' uh, uh, lunch programs, kids' lunch programs, grad trips, so all sorts of different charities up to the community. Mm-hmm. And then I just talk to them. We've done this for, you know, close to 30 years. Is our 30th year. So I have a general idea of how, to raise some money yeah. i give them lots of ideas um i know some places this year doing an airplane toss or a puck toss extra mm. money there's 50 50 draws and all sorts of different things I, one big one is player sponsorship so everybody we play against they are sponsored so if you want to play against the critters you go out and you get some sponsorship money and uh, that's where you raise some big money i know Thorhild, for mm-hmm. instance their second game they've raised over 20 grand already wow. we haven't even played the game yet Holy between God. player sponsorship, community sponsorship. They got a grant from the government. So, yeah, it's been really good.
0: So what's the one in, th- well, let's go to Leduc tonight. Yeah, Leduc's let's tonight. Let's
1: start tonight. Uh, Leduc is for the Hospital Foundation. Okay. So uh, they've done a great job, too. They're doing collecting toys, too, for kids uh, at Christmas time at the door tonight, and all the money raised goes towards the Hospital Foundation. We don't take any money. Mm-hmm. They don't have to buy anything from us for us to come out. It's totally we just donate our time. And uh, it's a great fundraiser. We've raised over $1.2 million oh, dollars in our history. That's
0: so, amazing.
1: Yeah, it's Truly amazing. really
0: amazing. Um, the players and you, I mean, as far as the critters, when you organize this, you get great sponsors as well to yep. kind of help the team do this
1: for sure yeah we have a couple of major sponsors and then we have a bus sponsor this year tracks coach line is on board this mm-hmm. year to take us around so we have a lot of different sponsors royal pizza is going to be a food right. sponsor our two major sponsors of the key tech group this year is our presenting sponsor and uh yeah so it's been really really good
0: so after tonight, uh, I got the schedule, I think, is it 10 games total? Seven total seven, this year, yeah. It kind of
1: depends when rodeo ends because CSCW were a big part right, of the CFR. Yeah. We broadcast that live. So it depends when rodeo ends and Christmas lands as to my schedule. So, yeah, we're going uh, Leduc, Thorhild, Rimby, Pinocca, New Serepta, Toefield, Daysland are our communities this year. I mean, year.
0: those are the, the – like the smaller communities is what I like. I mean, yeah. because that's – again, CFCW's reach is uh, – when I go camping – that's the first thing I turn on. Right. right? Because that's I just want to sort of just kind of relax and listen to some, you know, the country, some older stuff. Yeah. Sort of just have it in the background. I don't want everything blaring. I don't want I don't want a sports channel on it. <laughs> Sorry to say that, but that's just how it is. Yeah. So the CFCW reach, as you said, it's big. Yeah. Uh, so what's the reaction when you go to, when the critters go to all these communities?
1: Well, oh, it's funny. We go to small towns and we pull into town and the bus driver says to me, <laughs> you know, where's the arena? And I'm like, I don't know, follow those cars. And we follow the cars and, you know, it's packed. Like we usually get about 300, 350 people when Mm -hmm. we go to these small towns. Some games will sell out. And, uh, yeah, so it's a big reaction. It's a big deal when the Critters come to town.
0: So tonight I'm going to come along for this first trip tonight. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You gave me a nice snazzy bag and everything. Yeah. Floor mat now. Floor mat, yeah. Floor I mat through the floor mat, and yeah. we got pant shells. You can get a pant shell again, and we're
1: going to look sharp tonight. Holy smokes, pant shells! My daughter is playing defense, and she was crushed. I didn't put you on with her. She goes, "Why
0: aren't I playing with Kevin Carius?"
1: Wow. I'm like, "Ah, uh, sorry, I will." If she figure likes, it a, out.
0: if she likes a lot of three on ones <laughs> defending, that's the that's the place to be. So, uh, uh, how do the other teams, the teams that are put together, are they just you know pick up teams from around? How does it work? Yeah, sometimes
1: they are. Sometimes they're a local men's team. Um, but tonight we're playing members of the community. And that's mostly when we go somewhere, we do members of the community. So we have the mayor is playing tonight. I think the fire chief is playing, people from the hospital board. We have a doctor playing. Mm-hmm. So that's usually when we go to these small towns. It's kind of a variety of people.
0: Anything I'm missing here, Marty, for tonight? Game time in Leduc is 7, 7 o'clock.
1: Yeah, okay. you get tickets right at the door. There's lots right. of seating. We're in the big arena there, so there's going to be lots and lots and that's of seats. At,
0: at the uh, Black BNG, Gold Center. BNG, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And we're on the west side. I think I can't remember which side it is, but so, it's the big rink anyway. Come
0: on out. Uh, There'll be some dazzling puck handling (laughs) skills on display. Uh, The Duke of Delburn, of course, uh, you know, one of the top senior players in the, probably in the region, not just the Delburn area. Right. Let's call it Northern Alberta. When, is, uh, when can you make it to a Thursday night game, Duke? Does it have to be after Thursday night football?
2: My uh, my Thursday night football <laughs> schedule wraps up here in a few weeks, I believe, as we kind of get into December. Uh-huh. I, I'm not um, – they, they don't want me anymore. They say huh. stay home and watch the games yourself, so I will be happily jumping into the lineup, and uh, then uh, I, I will – I will gladly defend those three-on-ones for you, uh, You and I, the Twin Towers back on the blue line. Twin Towers, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, thanks for popping in here, Marty. We'll see. So, bus leave, what time's the bus leave? Well, bus leave is, I think, at 5.30.
1: We'll get there about quarter after okay. six, and we'll have a nice relaxing time to get ready, yeah. fit you for those pantshells, and okay. we'll be good to go.
0: Just like Paul Newman in Slapshot, bus leaves the war memorial in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I always tell people we're kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters on ice, but we're not that talented. But oh. that's, that's the idea. It's a fun game. It's just fun. There's We use the crowd. We use the other team, the ref. We have lots. Of, we oh. all bring our own referee. We've never lost a game, so you, oh, really? we, yeah, we're undefeated. We, we do bring our own refs, so oh, there no might wonder. be some shenanigans oh, going okay. on. Okay, well, that sounds more, good to uh, me. Entertainment than yes. it is hockey. Well, yeah.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to being, I guess, part of the the critters team tonight. It'll be fun. All right, that's uh, Marty Stevens uh, from CFCW and all the Stingray stations here. Uh, sales manager and Marty, appreciate coming in, and we'll see you tonight. Thanks, all right. Uh, Tons of texts coming in. Still, we're trying to catch up on everything. Uh, Oilers flying out today. Probably, I guess, getting close to, I would imagine, being almost in the air as they take on Tampa Bay on Saturday. Afternoon game. And then they've got uh, another game on Monday in Florida. Wednesday in Carolina. And then Friday, another afternoon game in uh, Washington as this road trip. Longer road trip. One of the longer road trip uh, it gets going here. Duke. So we got Jerry Heraxi. I'm just kind of checking the lineup. Jerry Heraxi, Spirit of Edmonton, 1020?
2: Correct. Okay. We're going to go in the community with in Jerry. In the community.
0: Perfect. So let me just kind of get my bearings straight. And uh, the one thing that I did want to mention, Speck, when he left on his flight, he's going to Toronto first and then to Tampa. He said there are a whole bunch of people coming or flying from Edmonton to... Toronto, and then I guess going to Hamilton, going to the Great Cup, the Eskimo, the Elks cheer team, pardon me, the Elks cheer team was on the flight. So uh, everything getting ready to go in Hamilton. Are you fired up about the Great Cup on Sunday, Duke?
2: I will be checking in on it. Fired up, I I don't know if Mm -hmm. if that's the right mood. I'll be honest, if Toronto was, if, I mean, it's a great story for Montreal to upset them, but like I love watching Chad Kelly play. I think he's a very exciting player, the Argonauts uh, as a whole. Maybe the fact that Alouettes got the win there, well deserved in the semifinal, kind of takes a little bit of the luster away because we are not seeing the two best teams. Like, Mm -hmm. Alouettes have a chance to win. They're eight point dogs, I think. Was there someone
0: that predicted the L's for.
2: Yeah, probably some really smart uh, local media guy, I would have to guess, (laughs) might have predicted the L's had a shot to head to the Great Cup. So, um, of course, I'll be checking in on it. Um, We'll be watching it start to finish. I don't think so. Uh, I'll be keeping tabs on the rest of the NFL slate at the same time uh, throughout the day and then the Sunday nighter. But, I mean, hey, it's a a staple on the Canadian calendar. Uh, I wouldn't miss it in its entirety. Yeah, a
0: green day at halftime. Mm -hmm. The good thing about the 4 o'clock, it'll be a little after 4 for start time, is that the tail end of the NFL slate, depending on what happens, you could dust out of that if you wanted.
2: Yes, And now
0: you've got the first half, really, to get going. You bet. You know, until... Sunday Night Football, if you want to watch that. Just coming down, uh, NHL Department of Player Safety has fined Adam Ernie. How much do you think they fined him, Duke?
2: Well, we think the, ma- the maximum allowable in the five, CSA is $5,000. Yeah, five, $5, I will say
0: uh, half that. Okay, uh, It's $2,018.23. That's very specific. Yeah, like. Not just two grand. Let's get that extra eighteen bucks and twenty three cents in. Uh, that's for the elbow to Seattle's Pierre Edward Belmar. Could have been a lot more than a two minute penalty. Mm-hmm. Could have been a double minor, which could have snuffed out any chances of an Oilers comeback. But two thousand eighteen dollars and twenty three cents. <laughs> uh, Jana, longtime happy listener, we're talking about the white sauce. Uh, with uh, Laddie Schmied. White arctic choke hearts and garlic pizza sauce. Oh, man. I don't know. Sorry, Janet. We had
2: a couple texts come in, and I responded to them saying, I agree. The only white sauce I like on pizza is sweet sauce if you're having a donair doner pizza. pizza. which A good donair pizza is hard to find, but if you find a good one, they are as good as it gets um, in the entire world of pizza mm. and what you can consume on an evening I'm, man i'm headed to st albert brew house tonight I, I have to remember the name of it but one of the pizza places from gregor's pizza pig out seems like a lifetime ago yes. already those uh that it, don't air pizza was the one that you and i both agreed was was great no yeah i can't There's it was it was one. a like space sp- was it the
0: one on the corner yeah okay it like yeah, space I know Cadet it, pizza and it was a smaller something. box right yes. and a thicker crust yes yes
2: it was almost like a detroit style mm-hmm. don't air pizza which is i've i'd never seen one before so right. i'm uh, i'm gonna try and dig that name up and maybe swing by and pick one up so i can have it for a uh, lunch oh, tomorrow and
0: i'll be honest like glad he said he was hungry i'm starting to get hungry right now too i don't know why
2: i'm always hungry by the time we uh we yeah. wrap up here
0: well you have again you're not having a snack really and then you got another hour to go after we're done here mm-hmm. so when when are you fueling up really uh, besides that 40 on steak yeah besides
2: that uh, <laughs> usually by the time I wrap up uh, there's sometimes maybe uh, I'll grab uh, lunch at the mall here when me Connor Halley and I go for a mm-hmm. uh, walk for coffee at the end of Fantasy Frenzy or I'll just wait until I uh, get home at 2.33 o'clock and
0: eat then the rig says Cosmic Pizza was that it that might have been it could have been it uh, Could and JCD Cosmic as well when we come back it's the spirit of Edmonton Jerry Haraxi in Hamilton been going on for a long time, long time. One of the best party places to go. If you go to the Great Cup, you have to go to the Spirit of Edmonton. Jerry joins us right after the break on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Just before we get to Jerry Haraxi, tons of texts coming in regarding the, uh, I guess, white sauce, don't air pizzas. Uh, Kevin Ells has Nizza Pizza in Sherwood Park has the best doner pizza. Around, Uh, ML goes, hi, guys, is it Cosmic? There's also Neitz's Pizza, Donair. Walter, Donair Pizza should be outlawed via constitutional amendment. You know, again, I I think we have to do a deeper dive in this Walter dude. Neitz's Pizza in St. Albert, best Donair in a lot of Neitz's Pizza. Marty, Tropical Chicken Pizza has the Alfredo base. So good, and then lots of people talking about the Cosmic, so... I'm sure we're getting Jerry Haraxi hungry out in Hamilton. Let's go in the community right now for United Sport & Cycle, where you can save up to 35% off. United Sport & Cycle, your home of hockey for 95 years, as we welcome in Jerry Haraxi in the Hammer. Morning, Jerry, or I guess Kevin, almost sorry, afternoon you know, there.
3: It's, uh, it is. It's It's just afternoon here. It's a beautiful day. It's like 14 degrees here. It's uh, The leaves are on the trees still. The grass is still green. It's crazy. So... And, hey, just, so the Doner Pizza thing, Mizza's yeah. Pizza sp- sponsored the Spirit of Edmonton Tailgate three oh. or four times two years ago, and we had that Doner Pizza. Yeah. It's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> wow. I think a lot of our listeners are saying the same thing, Jerry.
3: Yeah, no, it it was good. And then again, Mizza's Pizza's the number one for sure.
0: Uh, so Jerry Haraxi, Spirit of Edmonton. When did you get to Hamilton, Jerry, to start set up and exactly where are you in Hamilton?
3: We left yesterday morning at seven o'clock, got here just after two. We are downtown at BridgeWorks Event Studio. It's actually a concert venue. It's um, it's perfect for the spirit of Edmonton. It's a little smaller than normal. Like we're you know we're usually fifteen hundred to two thousand. We're at uh, six hundred and fifty capacity this year, but uh, it's a perfect venue. We've got awesome entertainment lined up, and we're three hours away from opening the doors <laughs> and welcoming CFL fans. Uh,
0: so what'd you say? Capacity six fifty? Yeah.
3: yeah is, is that
0: about is that about normal?
3: No, it's small for us. Okay. That's small for us. But, you know, the, the CFL has done a great job, um, and I'm going to try to be as humble as I can. They've done mm-hmm. a great job of copying what we've been doing for 49 years. Yeah. So there's lots of other things going on now at Grey Cup Festival where the Spirit used to be the only show in town, you know, and now all the other teams have team party rooms and mm-hmm. do their thing. But what keeps the Spirit unique is that we love everybody. We welcome every CFL fan into our room. Whether you're wearing the green and gold or red and white of the Stampeders Mm -hmm. or any color, any team, that's what we want. And CFL fans love it. And tonight is really homecoming for the traditionalist Grey Cup fan, where they all meet at the Spirit of Edmonton room starting at 4 o'clock.
0: Well, I wish I could be there to be honest with you, Jerry, because it's a whole, whole lot of fun. Jerry Haraxi spirit of Edmonton's, our guest on Sports fourteen forty. Can you just let our listeners know about the undertaking it takes to get the the venue in place to bring in all the you know the the refreshments and tables and things like that? How does it all come about?
3: Oh, the logistics. It's uh, I've just got a shout out to my family because I'm the luckiest guy. They allow me to do this. It's volunteer. I'm here taking six days vacation. Um, from my real life job, <laughs> and it, it takes a year, year and a half to get everything in place for, like 2024. I've already been to Vancouver twice. We have hotels booked. We have the venues booked for wow. next year already. <laughs> so, um, and then we're we're working on Winnipeg in 2025. So that's how far in advance um, you know we are, and it does take a lot. You know, it's a it's a great team effort. There's 14 of us on the committee that are all volunteers, and um, you know we're we're proud to represent. The football team in Edmonton and uh, the city of Edmonton.
0: Is Bruce Kelty there?
3: <laughs> I had beers with Kelty last night.
0: <laughs> Here, let me put on my surprise face about that one. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Bru- good to see the whole gang, like the, all the. Um, you know i run into people all the time and yeah. it's funny because i'll i'll think to myself did i meet them last night in the spirit room did i meet them last year in the spirit <laughs> room you know <laughs> but it's it's just so awesome to be here
0: yeah i, I was talking to kelt at the uh, heritage classic he said this will be his 50th one 50th great yeah cup.
3: yeah yeah so he started the year before the spirit of edmonton started because this mm-hmm. is our 49th next year in vancouver we'll be celebrating our 50th uh, anniversary so
0: before we get to anything special for year number 50 Uh, You said about the uniqueness of the Spirit of Edmonton Room compared to the other, I guess, you know, teams, cities, trying to put something on, and that they've copied a lot of your ideas and your implementations of what's been going on. Uh, Can you kind of just, you know, expand on that for our listeners to say why come to the Spirit of of Edmonton? Well, this is why.
3: You know, and I I said a little bit earlier, and I I like to say that we are really, truly the CFL fans party headquarters, because mm-hmm. if if I walked into the Calgary room wearing my Edmonton Elks jersey, I'd be booed. And when you mm-hmm. walk into the Edmonton, spirit of Edmonton room wearing your Stampedas jersey, you're welcome. You know, somebody's probably going to buy you a beer. Yeah. You know, you're going to be high-fiving with with friends. And, you know, I, I said it earlier today, the Montreal Alouette fans and the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans are going to be best buddies until kickoff on Sunday afternoon. And then the rivalry will start. But that's that's just true Canadiana. That's who we are as Canadians and as CFL fans. Mm-hmm. You know, we love to party together. There's hardly ever an issue in any at, at our room any time. Yeah. And um, I think people understand that we are volunteers. You know, we're not getting paid for this. Yeah. We're putting on the biggest and the best party that Canada gets to experience every year at Grey Cup. And it's all done by a handful of Edmontonians, you know, taking time away from work and their families to throw the party.
0: Jerry, here actually, spirit of Edmonton's our guest on Sports fourteen forty. The other aspect that I've seen many many years being in, you know, at the Great Cup and uh, and the spirit of Edmonton room, you'll see players, you know, stroll yeah. in there. You, I mean, if you would, if you were to say this at the Super Bowl, uh, a player, or a couple players from a team coming into whatever event it would be during Super Bowl week, it never happens. It doesn't happen. This happens yeah, frequently nope. all the time in the CFL.
3: Yeah. And we'll, um, I know, like I know the Alcs aren't in it, but Aaron Grimes and uh, Jake now they're both here. They, uh, uh, Aaron just sent me a text saying they're coming by tonight after the award ceremony mm-hmm. and they're bringing a bunch of players with them. So, um, it's just, it's a great place to come. And then, you know, of course we've got the, uh, I'm going to say the Eskimo alumni because there's not yeah, a lot of there <laughs> Um, there's a lot of Eskimo alumni that are here and Tom Richards, chairman of the board mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, on the whole board of directors, they're coming by tonight. Um, you know, and then I got a call from the mayor's office here in Hamilton, and Mayor um, Urbath is coming by. She wants to say hi. <laughs> you know, it's it just it's just the friendly nature and atmosphere of the spirit of Edmonton.
0: Um, the entertainment's a big thing. You got bands basically going all day long with some breaks in between. Uh, can you speak to that dynamic?
3: Yeah, we um, actually the bands are just getting set up now, and sound checks in about twenty minutes. So we have uh, Born in the Eighties, one of the most popular Hamilton bands, is kicking off our show at four o'clock. Followed by Fiddlesticks, which is kind of a Celtic rock band here in Hamilton, they're playing, hmm. and then Tall Boy from Edmonton is with us. We uh, we bring them with us. They're kind of turned into the spirit of Edmonton band. They play oh, cool. every tailgate for us, and uh, they're here and they're going to be closing the show tonight and Saturday night. And um, we also have High Step and Daddy, a Calgary band that uh, we invited into our room.
0: So, our and the hours go. So you open up in at four o'clock Hamilton time.
3: Four o'clock Eastern time. We run till um, whenever. <laughs> well, 30 o'clock, 2 o'clock, whatever. Um, and then we do it all again tomorrow. And then the tightest turnaround is Friday night when we leave here at 2 in the morning and we have to be back at breakfast for about 6 o'clock to start making the hundreds and hundreds of liters of sluice juice yes. that we're going to pour.
0: <laughs> so that's where we're going. So that, the, the breakfast is one of the biggest staples and it's well attended. You get over, well, like 1,000, over 1,000 probably.
3: What we're 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 sold out at 820 this year.
0: Okay, 820. Yep. and yep. for those of you out there that have never had a sluice juice, um, what is it, Jerry? It's orange juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, it is. <laughs> it, I, I
3: said it. I was. I was on earlier with Mark Connolly, and I said mm-hmm. it's sluice juice. And a few other ingredients that make the morning a little more happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what we uh, so we we have a we've manufactured a 500 liter tank that we bring with <laughs> us all over Canada, and um, and we mix the proportion. And Alberta Gaming and Liquor gave us the recipe for 500 liters, so it's all unproportionately <laughs> And um, we start mixing at 6:30 in the morning, and our liquor license allows us to pour it at 9:01 a.m. So at 9:01 a.m. we will be pouring sluice juice for the 820 fans that are sitting at their tables.
0: Will that and, tank you know, be emptied?
3: It, it, emptied and filled again. We do, too. Oh. 1,000 <laughs> oh. liters of sluice juice.
0: 1,000 liters of
3: sluice juice. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I, I call it breakfast because it starts at 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think you've been there before. You know yeah. that the breakfast is just an extension of the night before. Yes. And, and you know, leading right into the evening party at 12 at noon when we shut down the breakfast and go to turn into night mode.
0: (laughs) It it really, you have to, it's a marathon. You, I mean, if you go to a great Cup and you start doing this on Thursday, you can't really, well, some guys can go full throttle. I'm sure you have, Kelt has, but.
3: Yeah, we we do it. I mean, you know, with technology today, we can carry phone chargers with us. Mm -hmm. But back even five years ago, my phone would never get charged to 100% at night because I would be in bed at 2 and then back up at 7 or 8 to be back at the venue to clean up, set up, sound check, do things like that, so. We had about four or five hours of sleep a day. Uh And then, um, you know, we relax. We don't do anything on Sunday. Some of us go to the game. Some of us, uh, we made reservations last night at a bar to sit and watch the game. And Mm -hmm. then we fly home uh, late Monday afternoon.
0: Wow. Jerry Araxi, Spirit of Edmonton. You did mention, though, so this is year number 49 for you, for the Spirit. Uh, Massive following. So next year in B.C. for Grey Cup, uh, it'll be year 50. Is there anything quite special in the works?
3: Well, I was at that the you venue. Can say, that you uh, can uh, say. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, I was at the um, the end of September, looking at the venue. We have 65,000 square feet of space. Holy. <laughs> that, that is the biggest room we've ever had. So, so what will what, that house then? Uh, thousands and thousands of people. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to have to figure out a way to kind of dissect that room into, um, you know, a a room that we can handle like the room that the the volunteers can handle but we're still we're planning we'll plan for probably capacity of about 2,000 2,500 next year in vancouver
0: so that's going to take double double the volunteers and everything then basically
3: it will it'll take a lot so if you're if you're volunteering kevin we'd love to have you
0: (laughs) well can i do the show out there at uh, i guess it would be well six in the morning bc time starting. Yeah, we can do that. I don't, I
3: don't, I I don't know about you. I don't trust
0: myself what would happen before six in the morning, Jerry.
3: (laughs) Well, believe me, if you're hanging out with us, six in the morning is going to come pretty quick. So
0: (laughs) yeah, I'm more worried about the hours prior to that, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's always fun.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Just one other thing before I let you go, Jerry, the, uh, the spirit of Edmonton basically has sort of Uh, transformed into what's going on tailgating at Commonwealth stadium, because for years and years and years, we never had the tailgating, but I think it's increasing and it's getting better. Can you speak to where that's going on just uh, in the parking lot to the east side of the state, west side, I guess, of the west side of the the stadium?
3: You know, we've, um, it has, it's, it's really grown up when in its infancy, I think it was seven years ago we started, Mm -hmm. we just had a, you know, a 10 by 10 tent and, um, we weren't really doing very much and now we've morphed into, um, you know, 10 by 40 with our partners, um, you know, our neighbors to the right and to the left of us, yeah. we just uh, all use the same space and we have the bandstand. We always have live entertainment and thousands and thousands of people are now coming to tailgate where when we started, it was maybe, you know, we get 50 people, maybe a hundred, you know, and our, our partners at Molson's have been huge supporters uh, helping us with, with refreshments and, um you know we're looking forward to next year and growing it even bigger and better because you know elk's fans for the longest time <laughs> had no reason to be happy other than coming to tailgate <laughs> yeah oh. you know so and and I said this before that um I don't mind being in charge of making people happy when they're outside the stadium. what goes on inside that stadium um <laughs> is uh you know not, it's not up to us but we we yeah. make sure that they're happy going in so
0: it's going to be a wild few days for you. Uh, get some sleep maybe if you can in between, but appreciate all the help that uh, you've done to promote our city for sure, uh, Jerry, and, uh, you know, the uh, Edmonton football team and, and just to be out there and just to have the rest of Canada get to experience what, what it's like to be from Edmonton because, as you know... The passion for our, for our fans, the people from Edmonton, are unmatched, and you know everyone across the country enjoys going to the spirit of Edmonton for that reason.
3: Yeah, I know, and, and uh, like I say, I can't do without the crew that we have here, the, the people, the volunteers we brought, and like I said, I mentioned my family earlier, that that I get to do what I get to do. And you know it's a it's a passion of mine. I love our city. I'm born and raised in Edmonton, and mm-hmm. um, I love representing our city, and uh, and proud to do it. So and thank you, guys as well. Um, you know for for allowing me on this morning and yep. uh, and helping us out. I, I appreciate all the shout-outs we get with you guys and and uh, Jason.
0: Yeah, well, it's That's gonna really be appreciated. it's gonna be a busy busy few days for you, Jerry. Thanks for your time today. Have fun. Got,
3: all right, my friend. Take care. Yep, we'll you see too.
0: That's Jerry Heraxi, spirit of Edmonton in the community for United Sport and cycle 95 years united sport and cycle been going on in old strathcona check them out kelly hotchin everybody down there does a great job doing a lot of stuff for our community as well when we come back we will uh i guess break down a little cfl maybe break down a little nfl talk about uh, what lies ahead uh in the next few days a co- Hey, we'll maybe touch on the uh, Thursday night football game. We did a little bit with Laddie, so that's coming up uh, as we close out the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Text coming in to one 401 which will provoke a question to the Duke of Dalburn. This comes from Tony the Meter Reader. Hi, Kevin. I was one of the original tailgaters that started six years ago at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, it started with 27. The following year went to 54. Several years years at 100. Last year it went to 188. There is a band and the spirit of Edmonton hands out free food every game. The best part of the game day experience by far, Tony the Meter Reader. They are great tailgates down at Commonwealth. It is building, it is growing, and I agree. The best part of the game day experience is outside at Commonwealth Stadium before the game, which begs the question, Duke. Have you been to war? what is one of the best tailgate events, atmospheres that you've gone to wherever it might be, NFL, CFL, NCAA, anything? What do you got?
2: Well, here, here's a really easy answer to that question. I have never been okay. tailgating uh, for a football game. I've Ooh. obviously done lots of drinking on tailgates, yep. uh, whether it just be after um, a, a softball game, uh, playing men's fastball yep. back home uh, around Delbert and stuff. That's what we do afterwards. You you drop the tailgate, open the cooler of beer, and you usually don't leave until they're all gone. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually did not know that the Elks did tailgates yep. before games. And even just in the past couple weeks, it's uh, been brought up a lot here on the shore. Not a lot, but multiple mm-hmm. times. It definitely sounds like something that next year I absolutely have to go check out. Um, and then if you like, open your scope to other places that I would... Certainly be interested yep. in going. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are notorious for the uh, <laughs> uh, upbeat nature of their tailgates. and like guys City. Jump, Jumping through tables yep. and all this stuff. If I were doing one of those, I think I'd like to go maybe in the early part of the season before the weather turns uh, noticeably more sour in uh, markets like Kansas City and Buffalo. But honestly, I think regardless of team, game, sport, whatever, if you've got some good drinks, you've got some mm-hmm. food on the grill, and you're amongst the uh, right group of people, you can pretty much have a good time anywhere.
0: Yes. Send us a text, 1-833-401-1440. Where, what sport, what league, what level was your best tailgating experience? Where was it? When was it? I can tell you this, Duke. I was uh, six, seven years ago at the Rose Bowl. Saw... UCLA play, and that would be up there. Also saw an NFL game. The Rams play that that game as well. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers tailgating was very good. Very good out in Tampa. The other one, uh, but back to the, uh, the NCAA, the football game, because it was at the Rose Bowl and because it was UCLA, you got, I mean, you're, you're talking like... Th- Famous place. Like, this is one of the best places to ever watch a football game. Uh, So was Memorial Coliseum. Saw the Rams there. It was all on a little trip that Poopsie put together for a 50-year birthday kind of thing. But outside of the college game, Duke, of course, there's no alcohol consumed inside the stadium for football. So prior to the games, I mean, the kids are getting at it. They are going so hard before the game because they got to get lubed up. They got to get enough in their system to carry them over at least to halftime and then take it from there. So that was one of the best ones. The one at Memorial Coliseum in L.A. was pretty good too with the Rams. You know, there's so many places. And again, I think the Kansas City one would be pretty cool. And the NFL tailgate, I mean, by far – better than any sport. Now, the Duke says that, was it a sports day that you tailgated or just sitting on a tailgate, really, after a game? That's your version of a tailgate? Is that what I'm missing? That's
2: the closest I've come. And, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other times where you have, I don't know, you want to call it, like, a parking lot party before an event. I've done that a couple times over the the years, usually Mm -hmm. before events, not sporting events. Uh, But they all kind of fall in the same vein, but uh, not on the same scale as what you'd see where you've got... Thousands of people all congregated Mm -hmm. in the same general vicinity to, uh, like I said, warm yourself up for the main event.
0: Yes, tailgating, it all started, like, again, like you say in small town Delburn, whatever it is, and people are going to a, a game on a weekend or whatever. You know, sports days were massive in Saskatchewan. They were massive here in Alberta many years ago. You don't have them anymore. Like Sundays... A fastball sports day in Saskatchewan was a massive event. It was one of the biggest things going because all the small little communities came together in a small community and that community turned into a big community and you'd have pie going like the Babas would make the pies and you'd get a slice of pie and every flavor you wanted because it was all donated and you raised money for whatever it was and you Passed the hat around for admission and things like that. Obviously it's an old it's years ago it doesn't work like that anymore. But that's where tailgating started because after the games you'd smuggle in a little booze because you couldn't buy the booze on Sundays, couldn't buy it the bars were closed, couldn't do anything like that. That's where it really started in all the little small towns and it elevated to where it is now. Uh text coming in, one-eight three three-four zero one fourteen forty. Tailgate at LSU College Football. The stadium holds 103,000, 140,000 people tailgating, two live bands, and the players and cheerleaders running through the crowd into the stadium. Hey, Walter does do some other things besides send outlandish text. My best tailgating experience in Dallas at old Texas Stadium, followed by watching Terrell Owens stomping the star after scoring the winning TD. Husks, went to a Cardinals game a few years back. I had no idea how big tailgating was in the States. Needless to say, woke up with a headache. <laughs> J-Dog, University of Washington Huskies. We tailgated and sailgated into the marina. The stadium is beh- beside the ocean.
2: Pittsburgh, I've, heard, I've yeah. heard that the sailgate scene is also a pretty good time.
0: Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Vikings at Wembley Stadium, wow, London, England. Told them I was from Canada, welcomed everywhere from the fog. Now that would be cool. That would be a that would be a trip. There's just something about tailgating. You know, you can again, the ones here now, you got everyone's bringing their little barbecues, the small little gas ones and they're cooking things up and you can't you know, the parking that whole the whole west side of the parking lot basically now is kind of reserved for tailgating. There are a few little spots that that are there, but most of it, especially to the north side of Commonwealth, that's all tailgates now basically. So when you come in there, if you come off 111th Avenue Duke, you can come through the gates there and just wander through the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of cool. It's it's neat to see um not just Elks fans, but I mean, the other fans from the other teams that are coming in, they're wandering through as well. That's what it's all about. Um, Let's do a little NFL Duke. Thursday night football. You believe Cincinnati can somehow, somehow sneak one out here?
2: They'll be in tough tonight. Uh, Losing this game will. Like, like you guys said, when I asked you an mm-hmm. in and out about the Bengals chances to win the division, if they lose tonight, they are 500, certainly not out of the playoff race, um, but that would move Baltimore to eight and three. That all of a sudden is a pretty good gap to close uh, down the stretch of the rest of the season. So the Bengals will be without T. Yeah. T Higgins and Sam Hubbard, uh, a defensive end, who is probably, uh, their second best defensive player, I guess, maybe at least on the front after uh, Hendrickson. So the Ravens, man, they are a really good football team now all of a sudden they've got this Keaton Mitchell guy running mm-hmm. the ball too Gus Edwards on the goal line punching everything in Zay Flowers for the first time Lamar Jackson looks like he has a legitimate number one wide receiver and oh by the way they still have Mark Andrews kicking around at the tight end position too so the, the Ravens by all accounts seem like they should and could be the best team in the AFC they're still behind the Chiefs um, but uh, until the Chiefs get a real wide receiver or at least somebody to step up and fill that role I, wouldn't, uh, I would also not be against putting my money on the Ravens finishing with
0: the one seed. You know, Duke, I cashed, uh, I forgot to tell you, on FanDuel last week. And the reason I cashed, the player that put me over the top, Trenton Irwin. Oh. For the Bengals. Picked up a touchdown. You know, I think he was, uh, I think, 4500 bucks. He's like the cheapest receiver. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I threw him in there. And <laughs> old Trenton Irwin comes through. Now, Joe Mixon. Where are we at with Joe Mixon? I I hate to say it, Duke, but he's been a pig.
2: It's it's been a tough a tough year. Well, a very tough start for almost everyone on the Bengals offense. Um, but even as Joe Burrow and a lot of the receivers have got going, they um, Joe Mixon has not in the run game no. ha, has not really. The uh, Bengals in the grand scheme of the NFL have the least amount of rushing yards of any team it's it doesn't make sense 673 that is still a full 30 yards less than the tampa bay buccaneers who it's kind of crazy though if you look at those two teams as the two lowest total rushing yards rashad white is most weeks a fantasy monster because he catches the ball a lot and still scores touchdowns mm-hmm. um even if they're passing touchdowns not rushing was like the bucks only have three rushing tds the Bengals have four so Joe Mixon's one of the more perplexing players in fantasy this year. I think uh, Josh Jacob's probably in the same mix, but then you can look and say, well, the Raiders aren't a very good team. The Bengals are supposed to be a good team. Joe Mixon's supposed to be a big part of the reason why, but it's just it he has not had the juice this year,
0: and it's inexplicable. and today is our trade deadline day in fantasy. Mm. Is it same with you guys are uh,
2: most or? both of mine were last night last yeah, midnight, night
0: yeah uh our commissioner is so dumb that he had it <laughs> he had it for midnight tonight. And I had to talk to him yesterday and say, "Well, there'll be a game done already, dummy." So anyway, it's going to be four o'clock, I guess, for ours today. So I probably have to get rid of Joe Mixon, being seeing that I'm at zero and eleven. No,
2: what are you going to get for him though at this point? Like,
0: what do you think is a fair trade? I had one offer already. I'm not even going to mention it because it was it was just sickening the offer. And we just and it's draft picks, right?
2: Yeah, like it's a dynasty league or a keeper league.
0: You keep two players, but they elevate per, round. per so, round. And Joe Mixon was picked in the second round. I picked him in the second round this year. Yeah, so, so he, he won't be, he won't be he's a he's keeper regardless. He's not a keeper, keeper next regardless. year. Yeah, so it's just a rental for the rest of the year.
2: Man, what is he worth? Maybe a late round, like mid-late round pick? Like he, uh, I think I, he's, he's got to be higher. He's not worth a lot.
0: I understand that, but I'm trying to up his value here, Duke.
2: Can <laughs> You're you, trying, to, trying to hype just in All case, right, okay, yeah, sorry. Just let in me, case
0: some donkey in our league is listening.
2: Let me start over. <clears throat> Joe Mixon could be a sleeper for the rest of the season, and Thank anybody that has available options to grab him at your trade deadline this week, you should do so with gusto.
0: I appreciate How's that. How's that for a little propaganda I appreciate for you, that. Kev? I really you're you're, you're <laughs> deteriorating
2: my um, legitimacy as a fantasy uh, show host.
0: I really appreciate that, Duke. I believe that, too. I think he's going to come on here. He's well-rested. He's he ready to go. He can't be
2: any worse. Yeah. Like it's, it's if and and like this is true and this isn't me just uh, blowing smoke for Kevin's sake. Yeah. Is that if you could acquire Joe Mixon at the right price, what's like? There's so little harm, even if he just rides Pine mm-hmm. as a, like a backup running back for your team. If but, you're a contender, and then he starts to get things going, all of a sudden come uh, fantasy playoffs, you slide him into your flex or RB two spot. Yeah. Oh. You might you might be laughing all the he way. He could to the win bank. you the league. He could. Very There's well. There is no
0: doubt capa- about it.
2: The capability is one hundred percent still there.
0: One of the it, top running backs of our era.
2: It's a little uh, frustrating when um, he has yet to top eighty-seven yards uh, this season, <laughs> but still with uh, still with the the four touchdowns though. So uh,
0: Lee says on our text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty went to Miami to watch my Patriots play. It was the miracle in Miami Ooh. game. Found some Patriot tailgaters. It was awesome. Wow, that would have been a good one.
2: Yeah, Rob Gronkowski, not cut out to play safety (laughs) or cornerback.
0: A couple of years ago, CPP, Texan, went to a Falcons game. We knew the hype and wanted to tailgate. We didn't realize there was essentially a segregated tailgate. I didn't know this either. Uh, We didn't know or care. Um, We ended up in the black tailgate. Got some funny looks on arrival, actually. Once they found out we were Canadian, it was the best experience. We left the game at halftime to go party with all the new friends we had made. Ten out of ten would go back again. That's a cool story. When Great CPP
2: story. says went to a couple of years ago, like how many couple of years ago? That is, Oof. that is an outlandish story. That the tailgating a couple years ago yeah. is segregated.
0: That's insane, ah, man. Hey, CPP, can you text back in and sort of expand on that a little bit? Because, again, it, it, it just says a couple years ago. But I started to read it, and then I kind of got into it. So uh, Titan says, Chicago, 2012 versus the Lions. The tailgating was not anything super special at Soldier Field. Huh. Yeah, that's the way she goes. So, great cup this weekend. What's it going to come down to? Same thing in the East final, special teams, defense, Montreal. If Montreal can play even half as well on defense, if Montreal can get three turnovers on defense, the Owls have a good shot at winning this game. What would you say? Eight and a half,
2: nine believe The last time I saw the line, I think it was eight.
0: Not many people are picking the Owls to win this one.
2: I might go on them to cover.
0: Um, yeah, okay. That's a fair, that's a, that's a good looking bet. Like that one. How about this one, Duke? Just says, let's just say Winnipeg wins. Sure. That's three out of four. Yeah. Three cup championships. Pretty impressive. They came close last year to beating Toronto, obviously. Indeed. Could, and you know, it's close. If it wasn't for Swag Kelly. But you got, you could have been, this could have been for four in a row. Yeah. Now you're talking, you know, 78 to 82 Elks, Eskimos.
2: And that was, is that the... Oh, five in a row. That was the most Yeah, no one is even,
0: yeah. Five in a row, that team from 78 to 82 is not, it's the best era in CFL history.
2: Was there times prior where a team had won four in a row?
0: No. No? Yeah. Not five, sorry. I don't, uh, there might be a four in a row back in the 50s. I got to think on that one. Uh, But never five in a row. That's why that team was so special. Uh, You know, only because you had... At the start of it, you had Bruce Lemmerman, at quarterback. Then you had Tom Wilkinson. And, you know, the Wyoming product, he could fling it. He was the smallest quarterback, but he had the leadership. Everyone followed him. And then you brought in Warren Moon. And, you know, I mean, you got one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history starting his career here. Then on defense, you have arguably one of the top defensive players in CFL history in Danny Ray Kepley. You had guys on the front line, uh, David Boone. I mean, you, this team was just built and way different because, again, free agency. We don't see that continuing signing of players and players staying here. Hector Pache on the offensive line. So many names that you could go on and on. Tommy Town still on defense. Uh, you know, the receiving core with Brian Kelly. These guys, Jim Germany at running back, I, these guys were so good for a, such a long period of time. The stadium is packed. You're getting like 50,000 for a regular season game. Man. But getting back to Winnipeg, had they won last year, they got a chance for four in a row this this time around. Still, okay, do you consider three out of four dynasty? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah
2: for sure. Definitely. Do you what, what about three out of five? Like, were the Chicago Blackhawks a dynasty in the uh, beginning of this past decade?
0: Here is the other thing: a dynasty in the NHL is that's uh, that's a dy- like you get three out of that. That's a dynasty. Yeah. You get in the CFL with nine teams. I mean, so,
2: so this <laughs> like, this are a bit this like there's up an interesting conversation of itself. I know we're we're creeping up on the last few minutes of yeah. the program, but in let's exclude the CFL because of the fact you said the nine teams thing. In a major North American sport, the Big Four, do you need to win? How many championships is necessary? Not even in the necessary – the number of years can be a different thing, but do you need to hit at least three championships for a dynasty talk to even be discussed?
0: Three, yeah. If you do three out of five, I would consider that.
2: So the Pittsburgh Penguins, they win and go to -to back-to-back cups, Mm -hmm. lose the first, win the second, but are back six, seven years later with – Essentially, the
0: same core yeah. players. I think this t- and went back to back. So, th- but that's three out of seven. Yes. So what I'm saying, oh, I think, uh, I think three out of five in the NHL, even three out of well, yeah, three out of five. I'd give, I'd give you, give you that in the in the NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball. True. Well, stuff NFL,
2: like that. geez, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. You know, good luck. Um, doing that. Just
0: to wanted to. Uh, Uh, swing back to cpp uh we were talking about his tailgate experience in atlanta uh yeah guys and thanks for texting back cpp because obviously this is a you know pretty serious text and things like that yeah guys it was 2014 atlanta versus the bucks when we showed up we had a guy literally ask us if we were lost kind of broke down the setup for us of course it wasn't completely segregated however it was understood there were different tailgates Man, it's less than 10 years ago. Still got a long way to go, don't we, Duke? So, certainly. Still got a long way to go. Tomorrow, on the big program, Eddie Steele will check in 7 to 9. Maybe he'll bring us some treats from Bonton Bakery.
2: That would be very welcome. Because, man, I'll tell you what, we've had this pizza talk. <laughs> My stomach is growling <laughs> over here. I could use the monkey and, bread and right all now. Here's the thing. I had looked up because I... I Cosmic is a very popular uh, establishment yeah. lots of people text about it that is not the one I was thinking of um, I was thinking of UFO Pizza which is okay. not in St. Albert there's one in Edmonton Sherwood Park and St. Paul so not quite as convenient for me uh, tonight but there's also that was for the Donair, but then mm-hmm. Pizza Garage that is in St. Albert. And that was a, won several awards at pizza pig out this year. Was that the one
0: on the corner then? Or the, the, I think that was UFO. Yeah. I think that was
2: the Donair pizza we were talking about on the corner was UFO. Mm -hmm. But you know, my memory, I was, uh, I was in a haze after all the, the Zaw. (laughs) My (laughs) memory is foggy. It was still good though. So good.
0: It was really good. Uh, Thanks so much to all our guests that came on today. We almost got Mark Spector, but he was just getting on the plane. Alan Mitchell uh, with the lowdown at uh, 12 o'clock. That's coming up here right away in an hour. A uh, lot of slash meet our co-host from 8 to 10. Frank Saravalli, Nick Kiprios, Dana O'Neill from the Athletics. Some great insight on NCAA basketball. Jerry Haraxi, Spirit of Edmonton, Marty Stevens from the CFCW. Creators, come join us in Leduc tonight, 7 o'clock, puck drop. There's going to be some rough stuff out there, let's just say that, Duke. (laughs) Slashing, cross-checking, all that stuff, all the good stuff. Once again, uh, thanks to all our listeners. Appreciate your texts, appreciate your phone calls, uh, appreciate you being a part of the show. Uh, We couldn't do it without you. Coming up at the top of the hour is the former... Rashep T-Bird. Connor Halley and the Duke of Delburn with Fantasy Frenzy at 12 o'clock. The Lowdown with Alan Mitchell and then at 2 o'clock, Jason Greger takes us home from 2 to 6 with the Jason Greger Show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 7 with Eddie Steele. Before that, here's a sports update with the Duke.